Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the obligatory podcast with Kermit and Mike. I'm Mike Hurley. And I'm Kermit. All every time, every time we go right from normal speaking voice to cheesy you did announcer. I did it this time. I don't know why. It's the uh, it's the whole thing. You running around doing the cameras and then going, and all of a sudden it's that on on stage voice. Like, oh, let me entertain your voice. But how you doing, man? I'm good. Been a busy week for you, huh? Um, the summer camp and everything. Yeah, just with the summer your camp. Butt. I think you had a busier weekend with uh, improv, right? Yeah, this no, I, weekend, yeah. I had a great weekend, man. I got to, uh, as you know, uh, last time we spoke with you, I think we left it at. I don't even know if I'm working this weekend. Oh, that's right, because you didn't. You you were just in the flyer, but you didn't know if you were. Yeah, I. Uh, the way it went down was uh, at the beginning of the month, I had sent over the avails my avails to the improv i'm like hey you know i got some open weekends if you guys have a fallout or need anyone to host and uh krista spanic amazing gm over there was like oh okay maybe we'll get you in for godfrey weekend and i'm like okay and then i heard nothing else until you sent me a picture of a flyer <laughs> that had me hosting jersey the haitian sensation featuring and uh godfrey headline i'm like dude i don't even know if i'm on that show i never heard back from the gm and you're like, well, I got asked to make a flyer, so here it is. And then, like, the day before, I text over to Chris to just be like, hey, am I on the shows this weekend? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, you're featuring, by the way. Yeah, because I had you on the flyer as hosting. Yeah. And, and I, then they're like, no, he's not hosting. He's featuring. Like, yeah. Oh, right. I guess she said that Godfrey's people had looked at us, me and Jersey, and decided they want me to feature and Jersey to host, which can mean so many different things, you know. Uh, there's so many reasons that spots get switched around, but I, I think I was just the cream and the Oreo this weekend. I the think that cream was cream, yeah, and the Oreo. Well, there's some there's some comedians <laughs> who don't like um, other black comics. To, there's black comics who don't like other black comics opening for them, you know. And then there's also the same thing. There's some uh, female comics that don't like other female comics on the show. It's, it's just all preference. And what it comes right. down to, it's the headline show. And really what it comes down to is they want to make sure that there's nothing similar to what they do right before they go up and do their thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think Jersey's high energy, charming, likable guy. Godfrey, high energy, charming, likable. And, you know, I'm just... And then I'm, you. I'm just amazing looking, you know. And just lumpy low energy lumpy i don't think i've hit lumpy status yet i'm definitely not low energy it's just a different energy. okay got it's you well you could you were there you made it out no you did great man i was i was highly impressed i was like holy shit what do you mean you, you were did? impressed that i did my show i just you know what it is i just we see each other so much doing open mics yeah we see we just see each other just always trying material working out i haven't stuff seen you on yeah. In a long time. And I was like, oh shit, he's on. Yeah, and you came out like second show Saturday night. Oh man, it was sold packed. out house and just a whole energy about it. It and, was awesome. Uh they were great shows and I, I actually think I hit my personal best for single weekend merchandise sales. Oh, for the wa wa watches and the wallets? Watches and wallets. Yeah, because uh Godfrey doesn't do merchandise, so he was cool with us selling ours. Nice. Uh for those of you who don't know, sometimes when you work some of the bigger clubs the headliner gets to make the call on who gets to sell merchandise. And sometimes you have a headliner who doesn't want anyone besides them selling merch. Uh, it's more common that it's acceptable for the feature and the headliner to sell merch. However, this time around, Jersey was hosting, a uh, friend of ours, friend of the show, and the headliner was just like, no, man, everybody sells on my show. You guys go make your money, you know, which was really cool of him. But, dude, like Thursday show, like, 
right out of the gate, I think I did like 600 bucks in merchandise on a Thursday. On a Thursday. On a Thursday. That was crazy. He did Thursday to Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's rare. I, I mean, I mean I, I you don't see that much anymore. No, you usually you don't see, see like a five show weekend. Friday, is, Saturday. He did tops. Thursday to Friday to Saturday to Sunday. And I would say out of all those, probably first show Friday and second show Saturday. No, no. First show Friday and Sunday. Sunday wasn't sold out by the time I got on stage, but by the time I got off stage, it was pretty much every tier was filled in. Yeah, it, it, people kept coming in late. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> Just such, leave it at that. Such a usual, usually punctual audiences over there. Yeah, because Jersey would be like, man, all these people have missed my set. I'm like, eh, they didn't miss much. <laughs> oh, he's not messing around, dude. I think it was uh, probably first show Saturday night. No, second show Saturday, the night you showed up. Uh, they start, like, you know how usually they say the show starts at 945, but they wait for people to fill in and everything else. Uh, whoever was running the room Saturday night, 946, they came back to the green room. They're like, we're starting. There was still a line around outside the lobby to the ticket office. Oh, man, you guys are doing your, your stuff while people are just walking in and get seated. Uh, Jersey did all his set while they still had oh, a full sucks. line going. Yeah. That it's rough. But you got to remember, a lot of that also comes down to the headliner because sometimes the headliner is like, yeah, I don't care. As long as they're all sat by the time I get on stage. That's the point of it. Because the headliner, whenever you hold the show, it's a trickle-down effect, man. It's like I've been on that side of it. They're like, oh, we're going to hold the show. The opener doesn't really care. He's like, oh, okay, more people for to watch me. Right. The mill doesn't care. It doesn't affect him. But you going up last, now there's people who got there on time who have been seated and it turns into by the time you're getting up on stage, they've already been seated, eight. They're they're ready to go. You know, there's a reason most movies are like ninety minutes long, comedy shows, plays, everything are about an hour and a half to two hours. It's people get naturally fidgety, you know, when it's time to go. What was it? We did a show last year at the improv. I think you were hosting, I was headlining, and they had a sound problem. Remember that? We had no sound, period. We had no sound. That so it went from there were people who got there at six thirty to come and get sat and everything else for an eight o'clock show. Now they've been there since six thirty. We don't get sound back until nine o'clock, which means I'm not going on stage for another hour. You know, before we even got that show started, I remember there were tables who had eight who got up when they saw what time the show was starting. They're like, Oh, we got we have sitters or other plans. Yeah, I remember or, that. Uh, there you was, ran to go get your speaker. By the time you got the speaker, finally we got the... We Well, we still waited because uh, they had some guy coming to do tech. But it's uh, like, man, that seems like an issue you check before showtime. That was so annoying. That was horrible because that was a sold-out show. That was a sold-out show. Sold-out show on a Wednesday. And the other thing was they hadn't had any sold-out shows. Wednesdays had been light. So they staffed it at half. Like, usually they get, like, what, 12 servers on? Yeah. They had, like, six servers on. They didn't expect it to be sold out. Then it's sold out, so the servers are frustrated. Now we don't have sound, so they're holding the show. That was like the perfect storm of horrible <laughs> situation. I'm like, of course, I'm my night. So what's what's the max uh, improv holds? Uh, I don't know. I want to say I want to say it's like right around 275, maybe something like that. I think that's the max amount of seats. I've had headliners tell me, not just in the improv, but certain clubs, uh, headliners get a bonus for sellouts. And they'll work all weekend and see the whole room packed with no other seats. And at the end of the week, they'll go get their bonus. And they're like, oh, no, we didn't sell out. And they're like, yeah, every seat. Was, oh, no, we got tables that we didn't bring into the room. And we leave those out there so people can have more space. But if we need them, we would have brought them in. Like they do that whole 
pulled back five or six tables so right. they can be like, oh. But, um, you know, it's always weird because, uh, like, he actually had, I think it was second show Saturday, the show you made out. There were people who had tickets, and it, it was like it was like Delta Airlines. Like, no, we we understand you have a ticket, but we have no room for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I saw people standing watching the show. Oh, man. Yeah, well, you performed for 200 plus, mm-hmm. and then I performed for 10. Oh, you <laughs> so, were at the... Uh, I was at the... Um, what was the thing called? Uh, the uh, well, you did it. Shenanigans Comedy Orlando Comedy Fest. The Shenanigans Orlando Comedy. <laughs> it was Shenanigans, Fest. all right. It was. Uh, I I remember that. That was. Uh, I saw some flyers for it, <laughs> and that was. What what, what was the whole uh, premise of that? What was going on over there? It was supposed to be a comedy fest. Eight hours of comedy. Where was that at? Uh, Kissimmee, in Kissimmee. a hotel. Uh huh. And. Uh, I drove out there. It took me 30 to 40 minutes out to get out there mm-hmm. for a whopping four minutes. <laughs> four minutes? Was it all stand-up? No, it was a lot of improv. Mm. Like, a lot of these weird groups that, like, it was weird. I couldn't get into it. Yeah? Did I mean, you, I did my set, and I left. Was there a good turnout, good audience? And these, I mean, not when I went up. <laughs> how many people were in the audience when you went Ten, up? Ten, but I don't know how many of those people were actually, like, the performers. So they had this big banquet room? Yeah. And, like... All these seats set up. I wouldn't say big banquet room. Yeah, I would just was say it as room. big as MegaCon. <laughs> no way. The rooms weren't as big as it MegaCon. Was, it was, it was a quarter of that. Oh okay. Yeah, no man, it's. I mean, I did it, and uh, Kevin White was there. He, he was just like, "Ugh, yep, I'm here till midnight." I was like, "All right, well, good night." <laughs> I did did my set. I was there. I got there at eight, and I was off the stage by eight oh five. You walked in, walked right on stage, did your set, and walked out. <laughs> yes, it was a, uh, it was interesting, mm-hmm. <laughs> say at least. I mean, he tried. Mm-hmm. He's just, I don't know, I don't know what he was trying to do with that. Yeah, he didn't make. He didn't. He brought a bunch of. Uh, he brought a bunch of open micers to do a festival. Oh wow! So, so you were like the big name. <laughs> yeah, and that was like weird. Uh, they're like, oh well, Kermit, you're here. You're the, you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what about you? Everybody else? Oh no, no, they just started. I was like, oh wow. boy, <laughs> Jesus! Well, hey, hey, you win some, you lose some. It's all good. Yep. So, but uh, also, nice surprise. Uh, Friday night, uh, Adrian and Katrina Tungle came out to the show. Oh, okay. You know, the to your were, show, not my show. Yeah, to my show. <laughs> they the Godfrey show. Yeah, I yeah. just happened to be on it. But um, yeah, you know, they made us those magnets a while back. Gave us surprises yeah. at oh, four twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That four twenty show. Uh, dude, they came out and they're like, hey, we got a gift for you. And they just hand me this box. And I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's for you and Kermit. And I took it back to the uh, green room, opened it up. And these things have to be. It's it's, it's a blanket for me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, it's like two and a half feet by two and a half feet magnet. It's awesome. With the podcast logo. It's crazy. It's like, big. man, where am I going to hang this? Like, <laughs> I'm going to put it in my car, man. Like, I can put it on my refrigerator, but it will cover all the kids' crappy artwork. <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. Could like, be. There, if you could be, but thank you so much to you guys. Yeah, that was awesome. Kick ass gift, such a cool surprise. And uh, yeah, I guess Adrian's actually talking about kind of going because he already does jerseys, merchandise, he does like print stuff, like right uh, keychains, magnets, stuff like that. And I was talking to him a little bit, and I guess he's actually uh, still working with the company he works with, but he's venturing out to do his own little side stuff. And I'm like, well, that's great, man, because obviously we spoke about it before, we want to get some promotional stuff and everything else so i think that's the direction he's heading and if that's the direction they go then of course we're gonna 
go ahead and get that information out. To awesome. Listeners. Yeah. 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 So, but again, man, that was, that was a really yeah. cool gift. Yeah. I took a picture. I put it up on the Facebook page mm-hmm. on the, I put it on my fridge. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's up on the Facebook page. Big. So what else you've been doing this week besides comedy? I felt like that's more time spent talking about comedy than we Yeah, we went do. deep in the rabbit hole on that one. Yeah, let's bail ourselves out, get back. Everyone's kind of shitting on me lately on Facebook. Why? Well, What's not me on? really, but like what? saying how I like I have a screwed up kind of. <laughs> I don't think I think it's funny, but it's, so my uh, I was working at the karate school. We were cleaning the karate school, mm-hmm. and I found a Christmas card from my dad. Oh, you found it? Yeah, I, well, I was cleaning and I okay. found the Christmas card. I was like, "What is this?" Wow, so he forgot to give you your Christmas and card. And he starts this year? laughing and he goes, "He goes, oh man, that's your Christmas card." I go, "All right, cool." So I open it and it's from 2015. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Dude, what do you have inside? Just a little message? Not even money. <laughs> it's just a that, message. Uh. Just like Merry Christmas, son, and Happy New Year." Many wishes. Wow. So he double dipped on the card. First off, he used it for Christmas and New Year's. No money inside. None. So like back in 2000, what year was this? 15. 2015, you're thinking, man, that's weird. Dad didn't give me shit for Christmas. And then now, three years later, you realize he did get you shit. It was just a (laughs) shitty card. It's almost like it would have been better just to feel like he had totally forgotten. But he remembered. I forgot, too. That's the thing. So I didn't really give a shit. But then Mm -hmm. now it kind of hurts. I was like, man, you didn't care enough you didn't care enough you didn't care so everyone's like making fun of me yeah saying how we're a messed up family yeah i wouldn't want it any other way though yeah i think it's hilarious it's, yeah <laughs> yeah i mean anyone can get a card on christmas the year of christmas <laughs> you know it makes it more special when it's like if you found it like two weeks from now it would have been christmas in july for you yeah yeah i gotta i gotta uh i'll post it up on the on the facebook too i post it up on mine but mm-hmm. i thought it was funny as shit yeah I've kind of been, I'm sure you can kind of hear it, uh, this past weekend just wore me out, like between the shows and doing stuff around Talking the house, too much. still unpacking. I don't know, man. I just, I got hit, like last night I started feeling like a little bit of a stuffy nose and then <laughs> done. Like it hit me all this morning, like sore throat and everything else. But um, I've just, I've been trying to relax because the last month has been so busy with the move and work and being on the road and stuff. Uh, and I'm just catching up on my Netflix now. Like, I haven't even started season two Luke Cage yet. I watched one episode. How is it? Seems better than season one already. Season one was pretty good. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. I hated it. Were you? Not enough Hispanics. No. Like, it was not like, enough superhero yeah. shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There was a lot of character development. Oh, my God. Oh, you, you have powers. I don't want to use them. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Yeah. I want to know about your girlfriend now. I had... Uh, this happens every time Luke Cage comes on or Black Panther. Uh, obviously, I'm white, which means I know Clearly. white people. And sure enough, there will be like the, uh, I watched Luke Cage. I felt underrepresented. You know, I, I watched Black Panther. Not enough of my people. And it's like, we get it. They have a thing that doesn't include <laughs> you for once. And <laughs> who, who was saying this to you? No, just like the random Facebook oh, post okay. of they like almost like that. How come they have black entertainment television, but I can't have what? How come there's black college and white college? It's like, man, all you guys are the exact it's reason that Harvard. I catch shit. Yeah. <laughs> used to be. Used, used to be. be. Okay. Used to be like, oh, every college. You know? uh, okay. But um, I, I on Netflix, I, uh, my buddy Dustin actually told me about this. Uh, there's a Netflix kind of documentary series called scam city have you seen it no have you heard of it it's this one dude from uh england 
and he basically his job used to be going around the world studying different occupations and different worlds type stuff but now what he does is goes through each country picks a city and goes and looks into the criminal side of it like the underbelly like the scams that go on like how they take advantage of tourists like he'll go out and allow himself to get pickpocketed or scammed or something like that and then he goes back with his film crew and sits down and goes look i don't want my money back i don't want my wallet back i don't want anything i just want you to show me how it's done he confronts the guy that like yeah and then what he Sometimes they like these people go on air with them and they'll blur the face sometimes, sometimes they don't. And they show him like the scam. So he's done New York where he's gone into like the whole, uh, you know, the fake cologne scams and stuff like that. All the stuff you can go on Canal Street and like, oh, yeah, this is the same stuff you buy in Macy's. Like he tracks that down to the dealers. He's gone to uh, Thailand and gone into the massage parlors. Uh, He's like, I think it was Paris was all about pickpockets and stuff like that. And, like, he just full-on shows how easy it is. And some of these people are freaking good, man. I got to check this out. I don't even hear about this one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And one of the scams that he came across in Louisiana, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, New Orleans, I went to, I think it was the first time I went to New York City, and I got scammed in New York City. And they do the exact same scam to some people in New Orleans. Uh I was walking on Canal Street, which is where you go to kind of buy knockoffs and stuff like that. Lots of street vendors, lots of stores right around the corner from is Lil Italy and Chinatown and everything else, you know. And uh, we were walking by. It was me and my buddy Eric. And it was my first time in New York. And we walked by this little uh, this little shop and they say there's a guy handing out tickets. He's like, hey, free gift for coming inside, free gift for coming inside. So we go inside, and it's like a bodega, you know, just like a little convenience store. Okay. And they direct us to a back door at the back door. <laughs> There's always a back door this is where to gets, a bodega. This is where it gets ugly. <laughs> and it's yeah. always behind the freezers. Yep. So we go back there, but it, it's not like a bodega like you see. It. It's it's a bodega, but it's not like, oh, Latinos and everything Ricans. else. No, it was some Italian guys. Okay. So we go back there into the room, and it's just this little... The room's smaller than this, than the studio. But it's like a little counter, and behind the counter, there's a board with a bunch of numbers. And he's like, oh, hey, you got your, yeah, here's your free gift. And he gives us like a little American flag keychain, you know? Like, okay. He's like, now what you also get is two free rolls on our game here. And he's like, it's usually $2, but, you know, with that free gift, you get, you get the keychain and you get two free rolls. Now, what it is is they give you one of those, you know, the shaker thing you put dice or die in when you're playing right. a board game he gives you one of those and there's a board and uh there's the board with all the numbers and there's a whole bunch of stuff around like the you know uh playstation and all this crap stereo tv <laughs> and <shot>. basically <laughs> it's like a, base, uh, it's a pawn shop it, it looks like a carnival game is what yeah. it is and basically what they do is they give you you have to throw these dice out they toll the die and then for like, say you rolled, like, collectively a 24. That's worth a certain number of points over here. Like, uh, you know, oh, a 24 is worth two points or three points or whatever. And that there's some number of combinations that are worth zero points, okay? And the object is to get up to 10 points, and you get any prize you want. So okay. he gives me a roll. I hit it. I get, like, one point, 
what I get. The next roll I get, I get four points. So now I'm up to five points on my two free rolls. And what you know, he says, oh my gosh, nobody gets five points like right out <laughs> of the course. gate. Which of course means everybody fucking gets five points. But I'm 22 years old and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is awesome. So he's like, okay, well, it's $2 to roll dice. But you got to remember on my two free rolls, I've already hit five. I'm good at this game, you know, <laughs> this game with no skill. So then uh, I put down $2 and roll dice and I get one of the numbers that adds up to zero. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, uh, well, that was fun. He's like, yeah, he's like, uh, but, you know, for $2, you can try again. Remember, it, you, you can get five points basically in one roll. And I'm like, okay, I'm only $2 in. I'm this close. You'd be an idiot not to put another two on, right? I put $2 down. I roll. I hit like a number and everybody starts cheering. I'm like, did I win? He's like, no, you didn't win, but you hit 29. 29 means now when you get 10, you get any two items you want. Because you ha- Who's everyone cheering? There's people who work there. There's some. <laughs> there's, 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 Is there there's, a crowd all of a sudden shows up? Oh, there's people who work sketchy. there. There's other people waiting, quote unquote, for their turn to play. And these right. are all plants yeah. there to egg you on and promote And they you. all look alike. Yeah. So what I didn't mention is you, you tell them from the start what you're playing for. So I think I picked like the PlayStation. So do I hit 29? Now it's, oh, you get the PlayStation. What else? Well, what goes with the PlayStation? I'll take that flat screen TV, right? But now also every roll, since you're playing for two prizes, you got to pay. You won the right to win two prizes, but the roll price goes up to $4. So... <laughs> So how much money did you spend overall? I think I I lost something like a hundred and sixty bucks. <laughs> and here's what they do. Here's what they do. Because believe it or not, I hit twenty nine a couple more. Of times. course you did. So You're now I'm pro. playing six. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'm paying six bucks. Oh my gosh. And basically, you can play. They sell you on this because there's like there's no way you can lose as long as you keep playing. But what happens is the rule is if you walk away from the table, then you lose everything. All bets, you start, yeah, you all lose. bets are off. So when you walk into a place and you got 200 bucks cash, they're going to take that 200 bucks. And if you got to go, what they did for me, they did me this favor. Good they Lord. took the ticket, put it in an envelope, they put and told me I could come back in 30 days and keep playing from where I was playing. But here's the truth of it. You're never going to win. Yeah, you're always going to get right to that point. And they know because the other thing is they don't there's like eight or nine dice. They do the counting. So they're picking up the die while they're counting. They're like, OK, we got three. We got a four. We got a blah, 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 blah. So basically they're they know which numbers are zero so they can zero you all the time. They are faster and smarter than you. All man, right? they saw and you no coming. One, they saw everybody coming. They man. rode you like a bull. Uh, and basically no one goes reports it. You know, it's one of those things that they have lookouts and they know cops and everything and they just shut it down. It becomes a bodega again, you know, (laughs) plus. Yeah. So when I saw this scam, I was like watching all these scam episodes and then I see them start explaining this game. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn, I'm glad I never got that hustle like that. I was going to say, have you ever had? No. You've never fallen for a scam? No. I've I've fallen for scams, but never went through with it. I I used to remember. 
when uh before the internet when they'll call you about you want a cruise i'm like i did mm-hmm. like yeah you did like yeah you get an all-paid trip to the bahamas all you gotta pay is the tax yeah and it tax like 300 dollars. And I'm like, yeah and i'm like oh my gosh yeah 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 let me call you guys back yeah <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know any better but so. it's funny because uh after watching like I've probably watched nine or ten episodes of this stuff now. I gotta watch that show. It, it, it's really good. I'm on Rick and Morty right now, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fulfilling. <laughs> it is. But um, last night I came down to the other bar. You know, you were doing the DJ thing, not the DJ thing, but you were. <laughs> I was like, you threw. I was like, I was DJing. You were at bar? other bar, just kind of open mic. Yeah, open mic. Yeah. I swung by, said, "Hey, you guys," and then I went to Gringos to get something. And I'm always such a soft touch downtown. Usually, like at least once. What do you mean? When a homeless person comes up, hey man, can't get a buck, can't get some change. Because you're a sucker. I'm a sucker, but <laughs> I'll tell you, after watching Scam City, man, I got my gringos, and uh, the only table that was open was like a six top inside. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be that guy that takes up a six top, you know. So I went outside, sat down at that little table outside. Oh, I was man. eating for ten minutes. Had four different people come up to me, hit me up for my. The first guy came up riding a bike, and he's like, Hey man, can I talk to you for a second? No. I'm like, Sure. Ugh. He's like. Well, I was just wondering, I'm like, before you start, I don't have any money. He's like, no, no, man. I wasn't, man, why do you think I want your money? I don't want your money. And I'm like, oh, okay, then what's up? He's like, I've just been trying to get something to eat. eat. So uh... I'm looking for someone to buy me something to eat. I'm like, do you know a way to do that without money? And he was like, man, what? you got food right there. Give me some of that. I'm like, no, this is mine. <laughs> this is mine. And you know me. You'd sooner get one of my children than my gringos. You know? <laughs> like, don't put your hands near my food. No, this is my food. Man, yeah. come on. Uh, I had after he left, another guy came up, said, man, do you have a dollar? I said, no. He's like, fuck. And he walked away. <laughs> Did you get scared on that one? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, my, my favorite, though, was this one guy came up to me. He's like, hey, man, that looks really good. I'm like, oh, it is. And he's like, yeah, you know, I've ate here before. It's really good food. You know, I just I don't have any money with me, but I'd really like to eat here. I'm like, oh, I'm like, OK, well, maybe you should go ask them. And he's like, what? I'm like, well, you eat here, so they know you, so maybe they'll spot you since you're going to see them again. Right. Oh, well, I was thinking maybe you could loan me the money. I'm like, well, this is my first time meeting you, but you've been here, and more importantly, you know where to find them if and when it's time to pay them back. He's like, ah, I don't want to bother them. I'm like, but I can get bothered. Like, dude, trust me, you want their food. They're the ones to talk to, not so me. So what did you learn? Scam City <laughs> has made me more cynical and bitter. Well, you've always been cynical and bitter, so... Less giving, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, well, I would have taken the lesson not eat outside at Green Coast, but... Yeah, it was a nice conversation with people. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, they did this... There's this one guy that had a scam in Amsterdam where basically uh, he's just... He was an older guy on a bike, and he literally intentionally bumped into the host and dropped his bottle of whatever he was carrying, and it shattered. And the first thing he says is like, you give me money. You'll give me money. And the guy's like, for what? He's like, you broke one. That was a $50 bottle of whiskey or something like that. And the guy's like, really? Really? And he goes down. And he's oh like, that's gosh. not even. A- you give me money. You give me money. Like the whole, you broke my yeah. stuff. You pay for it. They doing. They have a big problem with that in China now. Do they? Where people are laying down in front of people's cars and they're acting like they got hit. And then they want to, like, you give them money or they, they're going to sue you. Wow. They lay down like, and they get, everyone's recording now. Mm-hmm. But you see them just go and lay down in front of the car wow. and they won't let you mo- dr- they won't let you drive. Well, you could drive over them. I was going to say if you But ever then you get then you get in trouble. Yeah, if I went to China, you'd see my Facebook post. Lots of speed bumps here in China. 
Gonna have to get the Bing dong. Well, there was one. I think they were in uh, Mumbai. He was in Mumbai. He got picked up from the airport by an overzealous taxi driver. And that's the thing he says. He's like, every city I've been to takes advantage of tourists when it comes to taxis. Every single one. Yeah, because like, you don't know the price. It'd be like, you'll ah, be somewhere bucks, leaving like... the airport and it says, you know, 200 rupees or whatever. And as soon as you get in, he's like, so how much? They're like, oh, 450 rupees. He's like, it says there 200. They're like, no, that old sign. That old sign, that you old know. Sign. But, um, See, rubs off. He was, he was in Mumbai and uh, this guy goes and grabs him. And he's like, yeah, you, you come with me. You come with me. He hops in the taxi. The taxi leaves the airport a block later. They stop. Some guy gets in. He's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm your, I'm your tour guide. I'm your tour guide." He's like, "No, I don't, I don't have it." Yeah, yeah, this is how it works here. I'm your tour guide, and he takes them somewhere, and uh, they c- go down this back road. He's like, "No, my hotel is the Strand. Oh, I'm over that fuck. way." They go down this back road. It's a whole bunch of kids playing music on a back road and a priest and everything else, and they're blocking the way. And the guy's like, they won't move unless we give them 14,000 whatever it was. And the guy's like, really, this is convenient that, you know, he pays them, he barters with them and everything else. And then he busts the guy. And sure enough, yeah, that's all set up. He knows the people in that village. They pay to block the taxi driver. Took him to the wrong hotel, a ride that should have took an hour. Took three and a half hours. They take him to this other hotel. And when they were discussing the scam, he's like, yeah, basically what we do is we wear them down. They don't have air conditioning. It's like 100 degrees. No. By the time they get to a hotel, most tourists are so frustrated and tired and just done for the day that they go there. And then that hotel gives those people a commission for bringing them to that hotel. This is why I don't want to travel. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Like, like I'm afraid my girl's going to be like, we should go. I'm like, no. Why? Why? Let's just go to Disney. Mm. Like I'll spend the money. I don't want to leave. One of the places with Jerusalem, like the holiest places. They any, had guys. Any place I can't spell, I don't want to go to. They had guys at the Wailing Wall, which is like great biblical importance and everything yeah. else, pretending to be rabbis, giving out blessings, and then being like, "You give me money now. You give me money now." Dude, I don't ever want to travel. They had uh, this one guy in Jerusalem selling maps, like of the holy city. And he's like, yeah, you buy a map, you buy a map. And when the host took his wallet out to take out, like, he's like, it's only like a dollar or whatever. It's, okay. He takes a dollar. The guy takes the map to show him something on the map, and he holds it kind of like, so imagine you got your wallet out to get a dollar. Okay. Out. The guy holding the map takes the map, puts it over the guy's wallet to be like, yeah, you want to go here. And when he comes back out, He's taken all the bills out of the wallet. Damn, that's a sleight of hand. That's a, what was it, sleight of hand? Yeah. That's fucking Dexterity, quick. Dexterity, that's good. And the guy automatically gave it back, though. And he was wondering. He caught up and said, why did you give it back? He's like, I took too much. He's like, because you can go in and take everything, but what happens if you take everything? You know, you take the map away, the guy goes, he has no money. Uh, you want to go in there. How much dexterity is it only to grab a few of those bills? Oh, my bad. I took all your money here. Now pay me for the back. Yeah. Dude, it, it's just crazy some of the scams that go on and everything else. They Dude. were showing these these one group of guys that basically just have a metal strip of super glue. And they just go up to ATMs and they put that over the cash, the part that shoots out the cash. So, like, when this dude went to the ATM, he went to get, like, 20 bucks out. And he could hear it whirring and nothing shot out. So what happens when you do that? Usually you'd be like, oh, this one's broke. I'll call my bank. I'll let them know. These guys go up with a crowbar, just pop open, you know, the uh, 
the metal thing they glued on. Right. And this wads of cash just comes shooting out. What's and this you show think, called again? We're like all technological over here. Oh, there's skimmers that we put over. These guys are like, no, super glue in a metal bar, and that's all we need. What's the show it's called? It's called Scam City. I am so watching this tonight when you leave. Yeah. <laughs> just can't yeah, wait. It, it's crazy watching it. Uh, there's episodes where he walks into places where prostitutes are being forced upon him, and even though he doesn't want any. That's Brazil, I heard. Oh, really? That's Brazil and uh, South uh, Colombia. Yeah, it's just yeah. scary situation. My buddies, my buddies tell me that. Like, more often than not, it's people, the scam is you find someone who befriends you, they lead you into a bar as the cool place, and they lure you in with like, oh, there's no cover charge, and beer's so cheap. And then you go in, have a beer, they give you the tab, and it's like 580 US dollars. And if you don't pay it, you probably get killed. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. And the cops are on the take. They get a portion of everything and stuff like that. Man, this is why I stay in Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I stay craziness. home. And, you know, most of the times they say they go after tourists specifically because tourists don't have the money to stick around and legally fight this stuff, you know? So, like a lot of the scams in New York, even local stuff. You know, if you're just visiting from like, you know, say, I don't know, let's say you come out from California, go to New York, and you're just there in the city for a couple of days. A lot of times people won't file or press charges simply because they'd have to come back and do the, you know, yeah, that was the guy or that was this. And they're like, no, we only hit tourists. Yeah. No. No, I never, I never got, I'm trying to think if I ever got scammed. I'm like, no. Really? Yeah, I never got scammed. You ever have anything stolen? I got my laptop stolen. Oh, I actually, I actually almost got scammed. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I almost took the class at the improv. So. Wow. <laughs> what? Hiya. Oh yeah. And think how much further you would have been. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you get work now is because I do the flyers. You do oh, the flyers. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe a young comedian should take more flyer classes. You guys should learn Photoshop. Screw the comedy, idiots. <laughs> yeah, you got any work coming up? Uh, comedy-wise or just sure. DJ-wise? Either one. Uh, just DJ. I don't got any. Oh, no. I'm doing a Porky's Comedy Club in mid-July. Oh, okay. July 20th or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, th- I'm there with uh, Kevin White and James Young. Oh, you're hosting it? Yeah. Oh, cool. So Yeah. That's I'm it. A, I'm actually uh, I'm down at the Boca Black Box. Boca. Yeah, I was headlining Thursday night, and uh, I was uh, got a call. They said, "Hey, the headliner for Friday, Saturday. I guess they don't have a feature. It's Kate Quigley out of Los Angeles. I guess she's. Uh, I think she used to be a model. Now she's a comedian. Well, of course, it is. I've Her heard it's cake. I've heard Kate. Oh, Kate. <laughs> it's cake. It's the cold. <laughs> I've heard her name a couple of times. I think she works with Eric Myers a lot, but um, uh, I guess she's." Her feature or something didn't work out, so they asked me to stick around and feature for the weekend. So I'm gonna be down there Thursday through Saturday. Do they set you up in a hotel? Uh, this room doesn't. Wait. This is one of those rooms that doesn't. On the bright side, I actually got some family in South Florida, but I'll oh, probably okay. all the more reason to get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're gonna get a hotel anyway? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get the hotel. Uh, yeah, uh, Ken Miller had hooked me up with this uh, this company called Ignite Hospitality. That actually works with like entertainers and finding them discounts in hotel rooms when you're on the road. Hmm. So if you're a comedian looking for a place, you know, because sometimes you know how these gigs are, man. Sometimes they <laughs> give you the hotel. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're only working, you know, Thursday through Sunday. And then your next gig doesn't start till Thursday, but you're on the road. What are you going to do? Drive all the way back, you know. So, yeah, check them out. Ignite Hospitality. And um, 
yeah, it should be a good weekend. I had to cancel. I was doing a bar show Saturday night locally, and uh, for Eddie Saz over at his. That uh, is a Bloodhound Brew. Bloodhound Brew, but I called up Ken Miller and got Ken to cover it for me. So that's cool. Hey, you know what? I wanted to bring this up to your attention. Mm-hmm. So this dude on on uh, on Fox, mm-hmm. he said this saying, and uh, he had, he got a shitload of trouble. And I didn't know. I didn't realize this saying. Okay, was, this uh, is Fox News. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this saying was like um, racist. Okay, <laughs> Hold let's, let's hear it. What do you got? Michael Hayden posted a picture of Auschwitz. Don yeah, that, that liberal, is talking that liberal look, Michael Hayden. Yeah, look, that, that look, screaming you're liberal out of your, Michael you're, Hayden. You're out of your cotton picking mind. Cotton picking mind? You, Brother, you guys, let me tell you, you something. Guys, you guys, let me tell you, you something. Are, are I got some. I got some. Uh, I, I got some relatives. This is, this cotton, is ridiculous. Okay? And I'm not going to allow you to attack me like that on TV. I'm not out of my cotton picking You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. Gentlemen, we're going to leave it right there. <laughs> wow! I didn't realize cotton picking mine was like racist. How do you not know? I'm Bobby? glad this happened because I would never. I mean, I don't say that, but I'm mm-hmm. glad it happened. He's getting all this shit. Yeah, but yeah. You didn't know cotton picking was. Uh... I never put two and two together on that one. Really? No, never. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I just didn't have that like that thought process. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how uh, the guy who it was addressed to you saw his eyes go like oh they went white. <laughs> Like yeah. uh, any other conversation up to this point was null and void because now it was all about this. So, yeah, uh, con picking was always uh, uh, in fact. But my teacher used to say that all the time in school. Was your teacher black? Uh, you don't remember? I don't remember. I remember. I rem- maybe. I don't know. I, used, I hear a lot of people say that back in the day. Really? I just never thought I was racist. Yeah. Really? It's like, like going up to Mexicans. Your- you're out of your orange picking mine. <laughs> See, now, now it's racist. Now it's racist. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so I went I went ahead. I was like, huh. Since I didn't know that, I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder what other phrases are. Uh, come with a yeah, r- like racist, what racist connotation. That are, so I found a couple. Did you know um, the itis? The itis? You mm-hmm. know what that means? Yeah. It's like when you get really, really tired, right? Well, you Like eat, after you, eating. It's a food coma. Yeah. You, My girl coma. uses it all the time. Well, your girlfriend is black. But, I mean, I don't even think she knows it. it's supposed to mean the N-word with itis. Okay. Nigga-itis. Uh? I'm just quoting it. I'm not saying uh, that. I'm not. I don't know. Uppity. Did you know that one? Uh, I I know that um, I not use that word towards people of certain race because I've understood that it's meant See, to be. Where does it come from, though? It's uh, to describe blacks who didn't know their place. To describe blacks who didn't know their socioeconomic place. Oh, so like basically if you were outspoken. I always hear like you uppity bitch. Well, wow. <laughs> but it's usually to women. I didn't know. What? Wow. Yeah, I always hear it all the time. Like bougie. Now we got now the word is bougie. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's a fun word, but yeah. obviously yeah, not one for bitch. us. Yeah, peanut gallery. Did you know that one? I knew the peanut gallery. I didn't know that. But and uh. W- where you're reading it says it actually came from vaudeville and it was the cheap seats and the worst where right uh of course the poor people would i just called the nosebleeds i don't know why i thought that came from like london and the globe theater and shakespeare but um because you know even in comedy like you know you'll be like hey keep it down peanut gallery or something like that or like you know what how do you use that phrase whenever someone's talking and you want to belittle them that their opinion doesn't matter you're like hey i don't need to hear from the peanut gallery right you're now. out of your cotton picking mind with your peanut 
gallery. What what is this? Just a competition <laughs> to get the most racist things and let's see what else. Okay. Gip. Jip. Jip. Jip from like gypsies. Which I thought gypsies was the race. You really thought there was a race of people yes. called gypsies. Yeah, just like, oh, they're gypsies. Oh, That's okay. the race. More correctly known as Jip. The Romani. No, see, scroll back. See. Uh Swindlers. No, but the real names, the version of Gypsy, more correctly known as the Romani. So oh. they were at, that's the ethnic group, the Romani. I thought they were going And gypsies. then you were like, you call them gypsies. Yeah. Yeah. No, gypsy was always an insult. It meant like thief or crook. And they probably were the ones who uh fucking New York gypsies pulled me in and took me into the bodega and took my money. <laughs> you got gyp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about paddy yeah, wagons? Because gypsies were the ones that were always doing the fortune tellings and yeah. everything else. And they would travel in caravans and everything. I thought the like, culture kind of deal. It, it like, is. You ever see Snatch? Yes, that's there were one like, of my favorite There movies. were like British gypsies yeah. in there, you know? They just tooled around. You like around. dogs. Yeah, dogs. 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 Yeah, like dogs. dogs. You owe my mama tree. <laughs> I like caravans more. Caravans. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times like the fortune readings, those in themselves, and that's also, check out Scam City. They do that. Oh, uh, I got to watch this the, show. But a lot of times, like you're scamming the people out of money with the fortune stuff, but you're also getting in close and taking their belongings. Right. So... Paddy wagon. Oh, I'm very familiar with those. Really? See, I didn't know any of this. This was all mm -hmm. new to me today. Yeah, like St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, but I thought paddy wagon just you're throwing people into a. a it that's was, what they call the the. It was the, the bands that take away drunks and fights and. Yeah, it was the, the way police. of saying it was a. Whenever you're like, oh, there's a paddy wagon because the connotation was it was filled with drunk Irish criminals. All right. Yeah. Bugger. Uh. I've called people boogers. Yeah, you little bugger. Bugger. Looks like it's Bulgarian. All right. I didn't know this one. Sold down the river. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. How did you not know that? I didn't There's know There's nothing racist. under the, in that. That doesn't sound like. You ever read Huck Finn? Yeah, but I didn't. I'll sell. Ah. All right. Here's, here's a big one I didn't know. Any, mini, miny, mo. Okay. Catch a tiger by his toe. If you mm. always let him go, but, any, mini, money, money. But it wasn't always tiger. I didn't know that. I, I know where I, I, I'm reading it now. They replace tiger with the N word. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I play that game with the kids all day. Mm -hmm. When I pick who was going to play on <laughs> any, mini, money, money, catch a tiger by his toe. You motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> you out of your kind picking mind, wow. kid? Get in here! Get in the paddy wagon! <laughs> Get in the paddy wagon! <laughs> um, the rule of thumb—I didn't know that. You one. didn't know that? You've no. never seen the movie *Boondock Saints*? I didn't. I don't remember the quotes. Yeah, the rule of thumb was basically there was a rule. I think it was in uh, not even was it medieval times? When was it? Uh, basically, the rule was that a husband could not beat his wife with a stick wider than his thumb so it was like because that would be I abuse to, i didn't mean to laugh <laughs> yeah that would be abuse and in boondock saints uh there's a woman going do you know where that phrase comes from back in blah 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 a man was able to beat his wife as long as the stick wasn't any bigger than his thumb and the guy looks there he goes oh probably should have been called the rule of wrist then <laughs> <laughs> that was in boondocks yeah oh, i'm gonna rewatch yeah. which one one or two one one yeah. all right but yeah i mean there's plenty of more but i mean i think those are the ones uh I was like, oh, all right. Yep. That was shocking. I didn't well, know any of this. That's the stuff. problem. You're just walking around all day being unintentionally racist. I, 
my bad. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't, uh, did you know any other ones that are not like on this list? Uh, I had heard a rumor for a while that picnic. Like I saw someone give a speech about how picnic, picnic was a racist term because it was short for when the white people would go out and pick their like and everything else. And I just pulled it up because you and I were talking about it before the show. And uh, I don't know how much to believe Snopes, but of course they say it's false and that the origin is actually uh, French and picnic. And uh, yeah, I don't think it goes. Uh, there's so many sites, though, that. All right, I think that's a little bit far fetched on that there's one. There's so many. Well, whatever. Here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. When you see someone of another race telling you that a phrase you said is racist, guess, yeah. you're not going to stand there. Whoa, if I offended you, then I am sorry. You know, that'd be cool. That, you, know, you know what we should do? Yeah. We should get Ken Miller just to go around in random situations <laughs> and take phrases that are nowhere near racist and videotape him explaining to other people why they're racist. Why they're racist, but they're just, not racist. But they're not. Just random Just words. to watch people go, oh, I'm sorry. What <laughs> <laughs> would be a phrase that we can use that, like, uh, use that a lot of people like common? It's about time. It's about time. It's about, do you know what? It's about time, man. No, I don't. Whenever they were about to auction off slaves, the white guy in the powder wig would come out and go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. It's about time. Are you out of your kind picking mine? <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst episode. I'm going to go join my picnic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't know all this, though. I thought it was pretty crazy, though. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But that guy, that guy has no career now. They said that on the news. <laughs> so. Oh, I uh, also saw something that apparently, like, there's that movie. Did you see that movie, Tag, yet? No. Okay, the one where Jeremy Renner. Yeah, they're playing a game of Tag. That, based on a going. real story? Right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I saw a clip today. They actually have worldwide Tag competitions. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing until I saw the movie. Now that now it's all over uh, YouTube. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The ones I saw were just, like, uh, each series is, like, three or four little, it's, it's, in, it was in an arena, and it's just one on one, and it almost set up oh, like a the parkour park- one. Yeah, almost yeah, set up like extreme. a parkour. Yeah, yeah. And you got like twenty seconds. Each round lasts like twenty seconds. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! No, those guys are all over the place, man. It's like mm-hmm. Spider Man versus Spider Man tag. Yeah, it's crazy fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, it was crazy. But I was exhausted. I was like, uh, you'd get me in like. I would have smacked my head on one of the poles. Yeah. First loop, <laughs> like yeah. boom. One guy, I saw one guy do a dive straight through like two metal beams to get the other guy. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but that tag thing, I've seen it everywhere. Like people are doing high school friends, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You see any, uh, I took the kids to see uh, Incredibles 2. I saw it. What'd you think? Loved it. Really? They couldn't top one, but it still loved yeah, it. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> I, it was a long day, man. I mean, I guess week. it's cool. It is a kid's movie, but. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I wanted to go. I was excited. I was the one who brought it up, and we went to go see it, and we went to see it earlier. I think it was like a 10 o'clock showing or something, and uh, I think I just was still exhausted from, you know, the night before, and uh, watched the whole movie, and then within f- fell asleep like 15 minutes towards the end. So when I woke up, everybody was cheering and celebrating. <laughs> Great. So, so I, now you got to go see know, it again. I just missed the most important part. Yeah, you missed you missed the... <laughs> You, I saw Jurassic World. You saw that one? No, nah, it was part good. two. <sighs> Screw it. I'm gonna spoil it. Okay. Um, I like the special effects. 
Uh, I liked I liked seeing dinosaurs eat people. That's always fun. But there is a scene where they they uh, transport the dinosaurs from the island to um, whatever. Let's say New York. I wasn't paying okay. attention where. And they have an auction off for the dinosaurs, and a bunch of rich people come in to a mansion. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize a brontosaurus can fit in a mansion. It didn't make sense. Like they had like all these dinosaurs in this mansion. T-Rex, Brontosaurus, Stegosaurus, the freaking flying pterodactyls, all of them yeah. in a mansion, and sure. they're just causing a muck. And sure. I'm like, all right. Because you know when the wife and husband were designing that mansion <laughs> together, uh, he's like, yeah, so this looks great. And she's like, well, maybe we should make that one big cargo bay back door. Why? Yeah, in case there's ever an island of dinosaurs and we get a chance to auction on them. And uh, he's like, Psh. like that would ever happen. Yeah. And she's like, you said I could design this house the way I want it. <laughs> Fine. You can have the big Bombay loading door in case there's ever, for some reason, a dinosaur. And then you know that night she was like, fucking told you. <laughs> Overall, though, I think it's a good movie. I, just, I find it funny, too, that they try to make the T-Rex like a good guy. It sounds kind of like King Kong. It sounds like, hey, look, we went to this island. We found this thing. We brought it back to the city. Kind of. They have a twist. But we got Jeff Goldblum. Which, okay, he's just in, he's just, he doesn't make a big, big scene jeff goldblum doesn't have to anymore like even uh what was it thor, thor ragnarok fun on that he's one, just though. kind of like this is what i do now <laughs> i hang out at be jeff goldblum in weird costume <laughs> but he's earned it yeah well i think we hit that time haven't we it's the magic hour oh so sad to go uh dude we really need to work on uh getting a third mic because it's just ridiculous the number of people ask more people ask to be on the show than listen to it <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a lot of that. And some people I don't want, though. Yeah. Here's no, the thing, people. All the more fun to get other people on and not that. Here's the thing. Okay. I like you in here. I enjoy oh, your company. Thank you. I enjoy yours. There's a lot of people in the comedy scene. I like seeing them for just that time. Yeah. I can't deal with them outside. Mm-hmm. I don't want them in my house. Okay. The studio is not, a, it's not like this place where we're going and it's a studio where people, it's my house. Yep. I don't want you in my house. Yep. I don't want to share my water with you. Whoa. I don't want to share my chair. Wow. You don't want to share your cotton-picking water I with don't these people? Share, they're either cotton-picking mine. Wow. <laughs> thinking they're going to come here Whoa. and eat my food. How? <laughs> it must be so cool to be Latino and just be blatantly racist and get away with it. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Like, you're racist towards white people. You're racist towards black people. And everybody's like, yeah, it's Kermit. He's right there in the middle. It's okay. <laughs> That's it. That's the, that's the problem. That's the problem. I just I can't. I don't, um, I don't know. It took me a while to get you here. Trust me. Yeah. No. I know. <laughs> I remember. I was in the parking lot a couple of nights. Really, <laughs> I can't let you in right now, man. I, just, uh, I got neighbors and can't let them see the type of people coming into my house. <laughs> no. I just. I don't know. I have this weird thing well, about. Well, th- that's why uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to Krista because it was such a busy weekend. Like it was such a busy. But I think we should start doing some uh, recordings over at the Improv. The room set up. Yeah, we'll it. get that going, but I think ultimately we'll just do it here. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're like, that's a drive. That's a drive. That's a drive. Yeah, I don't want to do that. All right. Who the hell's vibrators going off? That's your phone. That's me. No. How's my phone going off? What Is the it hell? your laptop? No, it's my damn phone. All right, it stopped. Huh. Anyways. Mm. Well, with that said, that was an odd way to end it, but... We'll end it nonetheless. And then like like that. 
Well, we want to thank you guys for having a laugh with us on Obligatory Podcast mm-hmm. with Kermit and Mike. Thanks for hanging out with us. I think we should call our listener base the peanut gallery from now on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening, peanut gallery. And, uh, we'll catch you at a picnic. Yeah, we'll see you in the paddy wagon. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> you are out of your cotton. <laughs> Wait, you didn't even say cotton. No, I'm not allowed to. You can say say No, I just. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. All right, man, we're out of here. Say it. All All right, right. later. Bye.